Welcome back to Bold of You to Say, the podcast on the internet. Yep. <laughs> I, was I supposed to say something? I feel like we don't do this enough. If this is your first time here, uh, first of all, welcome. Uh, we do this show every week. We talk about our, uh, our hot takes, I guess you could say, about different aspects of pop culture. Usually ends up being Star Wars. Yeah, uh, this week we, we talked Star Wars fans. Like, Two thirds of this episode was about Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> then the last third was about our frustrations against the video game industry. Uh, also, uh, President Trump may or may not be dying, but we did not cover that this week. Uh, but just, just, just so you know, we we are aware of that and. Uh, just like you, we have no idea what to think. Are you saying that right now so you can put Trump in the search terms? You know, that's actually a really good idea. I think that would be really good for analytics. Just mention something, like, one time. You're like, hey, Donald Trump, and then put that in the analytics. Like, don't even address anything yeah. about Trump. Just say his name randomly in the middle of a conversation. That way yeah, we to can fill just throw out, it to in. to fill out the tags. Um, mention every famous person. Uh, Joe Biden. Uh, Obama, Hillary Clinton, uh, Mitch McConnell, uh, George Weather. No, he's not famous anymore. Uh, um, Halloween. Yes, um, the Marvel movies. Uh, DC Snyder Cut. Yes, uh, The Mandalorian Season 2. What else is in the news? What else is newsworthy? Um, um, uh, uh, Skyrim? Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt did a, a, an Instagram post that I wanted to talk about, but we didn't get to it. Uh, that was offensive. So yeah, Chris Pratt. We'll put that in the in the in the tags. Oh, I want to hear about this. I I have been a little behind, so our social media will be linked in the description, so you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Just uh, don't Jared's follow Twitter us handle home. is a lie. Yep, it's always uh, a lie. If you want to yell at us for anything that we have said wrong in this episode, uh, you can yell at us there. Timestamps will be in the description, so you can skip to whatever topic you'd like. And uh, just remember, uh, may may the, the Force be with you. And also with you. I, uh, I bought and subsequently installed and then proceeded to play Star Wars Squadrons. Uh, Actually, I thought you were weekend. just going to buy it just to have. I just bought it for the Fortnite glider. <laughs> uh, someone probably did that. Yeah, I'm, I imagine a lot of people would have done that. But uh, you were saying to me earlier, though, it's like really fun and stuff. Oh, yeah, it's so good. Um, I've only played a little bit of it. Uh, I So I got it installed just enough to um, start playing it. Um, yeah, like, the games on Origin, you know, they they install to like whatever, like 80, 90 percent, and then you can play it. And, you know, while which is a installed. thing I think more games should do, because like they did that with Battlefront uh, one and two when uh, yeah. EA released them. I got the new and improved version of Battlefront two, which is the one that you don't have to buy everyone, which is uh, basically a normal video game. But, uh, so I got normal video game Battlefront 2, and when I was installing it, they give you an actual, like, match you can play as, a. I think you play it as a hero character, I want to say. Yeah, you play as Kylo Ren, and you just go around killing yeah. people, 
In the first one, it's just the uh, the Hoth part with Darth Vader. And you're just killing everyone in a room. It's it's fun. Yeah. Um, as a proud owner of uh, both of the Battlefront games, well, I I don't own the first one anymore. Um, I do. So I, I am. I like it, but I I'm not a. I don't know. I mean, I I just like having stuff set in the Star Wars universe. And yeah, having like a basic first-person shooter with like stormtroopers and stuff—that's like that—that's my shit. Yeah, I just feel like though with how they have Battlefront One set up, it's a bit too grindy for some of the weapons. Because like yeah, I played I... for like eight hours for uh like like all together, and in those eight hours, I did nothing but like playing like matches and shit, and like doing. Pretty okay, not real good, not too bad, but like, you know, a decent amount that probably level you up a few times. And I, I got yeah. like, I think the first four game levels. was really repetitive. Yeah, it's got cool cosmetics though, but it's a shame they're all locked behind, you know, level fucking fifty and one hundred and twenty and shit like that. It's like, I'm not even level four yet. You can't even give me like a new gun. How am I supposed to get the shock trooper? Yeah. Well, anyway, Star Wars Squadrons. So, yes, I uh, I, pl- I played a bit of that uh, yesterday, and I was playing it in VR, which is amazing. I'd suggest it to anyone that has a uh, a PC and a, a VR headset. Uh, I'd I'd strongly recommend it if you're interested in the game at all. Um, just you know, get first get Rocket League on the Epic Game Store. That'll give you a ten dollar coupon. Then buy squadrons for thirty dollars after the coupon is taken out, and you get the the Fortnite glider. By the way, for all you Fortniteers, yeah. Um, but yeah, we know I, it's a I key strongly, part. Strongly recommend it. The only complaint that I had, and I don't know if this was just because I was playing it while it was installing and it didn't have everything optimized yet. But I have a, a RTX twenty seventy super in my computer, and I was pulling about thirty to forty frames per second. Um, I think on it might have been because it was installing. Because I remember yeah. having problems similar like that on Battlefront two when I was installing it, where it just has like weird glitchy like dips in quality, but then it fixes it, and then it just keeps downloading. Yeah, I just I figured it it was still optimizing everything. No, because like what you're playing is basically like a a trial version, like the demo version. Like you weren't playing the actual game; you were just like you know. No, I I was playing the actual game. It was the first. Uh, I was playing the first couple missions of the the, the story mode. Oh shit! I thought it was just like what they do with the Battlefront games, where it's like here's an arena shooter. Enjoy. No, no, you can just you can play the. Uh... You can start the campaign if it's uh, still installing. Huh. Now, now, how's flight controls in that? Because I know it's like uh, a spaceship-only kind of game. Yeah. So, like, also, do you get to pick what faction you're on, or do you only play as rebels? Well, the the story alternates between uh, Imperial and Rebel. Um, you, you play as an Imperial... Uh, pilot and a rebel pilot two particular pilots um and yeah from what i've heard the story is just basic like here's your next mission go do it um i haven't played much of it yet i from what i have played i can tell you a little bit about the story 
All right. So the spoiler first mission alert. that you're on. Yes. Spoiler alert. If you care about the campaign at all, just skip to. I don't know, just keep skipping until we're not talking about Star Wars anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they go to the end of the podcast. <laughs> so you start out as this Imperial uh, fighter pilot. Hell yeah. And you're, uh, you're basically doing like flight checks and then you get a call about uh, some trouble going on with some smugglers or whatever. So you go to this... Uh, this um, basically like a space gas station, I guess. I don't, I don't know what you'd call it. Refueling port. Yeah, something like something like that. I don't remember what exactly it was, but it's like, oh, they're smuggling uh, uh, people from Alderaan. Uh, those 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 traitors to the Empire, and it's like literally a refugee ship. <laughs> and as you're chasing some people through a tunnel, your uh, your captain comes from behind and uh disables your ship and like the other like captain's ship and he's like see you guys i am not about to blow up a refugee ship <laughs> so yeah this imperial like commander has decided to defect and join the rebels you have to and hunt him down after you play as the imperial uh pilot it switches over to the rebel perspective and they get a distress call from this location. So they come and the, this guy is like, hey, from the Empire, I uh, don't want to be from the Empire. So uh, take me in and I'll give you secrets. So, um, yeah, at the point that I got to, we were just uh, protecting him and getting him away from danger. All right. So it's shaping up to be pretty interesting, I think. I just hope it's not another, like, I have this problem with a lot of Star Wars media, where uh, I I like the bad guys. Like, I like their, their designs, I like their, their ships, I like their gears and shit like that. I think they look pretty cool and stuff. And I'm really sick of seeing all these, these like, Stormtrooper stories where it's like, I want to know more about, like, what these guys are like, where it's just all of a sudden, now nah, I'm going to be a good guy. And it's like, come on. I want to see what the other stormtroopers, like, the ones that stay loyal, like, actually think and shit like that. Because, like, beyond just generic bad guy, you know, I kind of yeah, hope... I mean... I kind of hope this uh, stormtrooper pilot doesn't wind up defecting like every other main character stormtrooper has. Yeah, I, I don't... It's all just a, a nameless, faceless army, I guess. Yeah. They never just... get any kind of characterization... Um, yeah, you know the the regular stormtroopers. Like every stormtrooper story, though, is the same thing. It's like here's a stormtrooper. Up oh, here's a war crime. Now he's a hero. It's like okay, good for him. Yeah. Can, can I see something different? I don't care how many stormtroopers are part. There's more stormtroopers in the Rebel Alliance now than there are normal rebels. <laughs> yeah, I I think just the whole concept of like forgiveness and redemption in star wars is so i i don't even know what overused the, I, I, I don't know how i would describe it i think oversimplified is a word you could use like every everyone has been redeemed at some point in star wars except for palpatine he's the only one well like they always use like the insanity defense it seems like 
because every every time a bad guy gets finger quotes redeemed in in Star Wars, it's like he just turned on a light bulb. It's always like I have killed my former self. I am now Darth Poo Poo, and. Then they kill a bunch. Uh, they they just commit like ten genocides in a row over the Dar- weekend. Fun and fact: then, Darth Vader and has then, committed ten genocides. Actually, yeah. <laughs> uh, are we including Alderaan? You know, the time that he blew up a actual planet. There's a time he made someone commit a war crime in his own family. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. That's in the that's in the uh, in the comics. I'll talk about that on uh, the next topic point but yeah no that's an actual thing that happens and it's in the canon comics so he darth vader is definitely not a good person but then um then he, what he they accidentally do is they just... cuts off his son's hand so now he's a good guy but then they just like talk to one of their relatives and they're like you know what i do see the light there is good in me you are correct <laughs> I, uh, I am now back to being, uh, my, my old self, whatever, like, like, uh, with, with Darth Vader, it's, I am now Anakin Skywalker again, all of those crimes that were committed, that was Darth Vader, I am Anakin Skywalker, um, so, yeah, different person, Kylo Ren, Kylo Ren committed all those war crimes, okay, he slaughtered all those people, Ben Solo is a good boy. No, I want to point this out because it pisses me off the most about Rise of Skywalker. Kylo Ren's redemption arc was that the guy he murdered came to him and told him to be a good person. And it was, are you referring to Han Solo? Yeah, he kills Han Solo. He murders his father. Yep, he kills him. Who comes back. How did Han Solo come back? I don't fucking know. He's not force sensitive. It's like a representation of his memory or something. Yeah. Either way, what happens is Kylo Ren's dead father that he murders, like, hey, kid, don't be a bad guy. No, 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 no. It was Ben Solo's father. It, I don't care. The point is, it's They're fucking different dumb. People, Jared. Kylo Ren committed all those war crimes. I just, ben I Ben Solo hate that. was completely innocent. I like the original script better where it's Kylo Ren stays a bad guy and he like has his own like progression into becoming a competent Sith Lord. Yeah, like, I, I just want to see that. I just once want to see a well-written character that just is bad. It's not just someone who was like tempted by power and now they're like, ooh, I am edgy and I will commit war crimes. Like, I'm pretty that, sure that's always how it is. It's always like, well, I want to save my family and my loved ones. The pathway to do that is killing children. Well, hold on. Uh, Count Dooku, uh, he was a uh, more well, Count Dooku and General Grievous are more well-written villains because of it, because they're that's bad guys for like their own personal reasons. Like, I have a General lot of Grievous. For Count Dooku as a character. I just oh, wish that yeah. he was given more screen time. I was telling, uh, justification. I was talking to Kyle when I was working at the the school about it, and it's like with all these like shout out to Boba Kyle. Fett, yeah, shout out to Lunchman Kyle, you're the boss man. But uh, I know he uh, I was talking to him. I was like, we see all these things about like the Boba Fett movie and the Obi Wan movie. He's like, I want to see a Count Dooku or Grievous movie because these guys had like 
they're competent villains and shit with like kind of interesting like backstories when, when are you we actually read into a, it. A solo movie for the techno union. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just dubstep. <laughs> but uh, no, it's like these guys though are like actual decent villains with like goals that you can kind of get behind. Like no, not like get behind. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna join up. But like, oh, I can understand how he how he would you know want to do that. Like Count Dooku's whole thing is that he wants to have more power and stuff like that. And it's like yeah. you know what? That's a thing that a lot of people strive for is like more strength over shit and stuff like and that. And wasn't like, he like you know, friends with Qui Gon? Yeah, he was uh, Qui Gon's old master. Okay, yeah. So yeah, Qui Gon had a lot of issues like he with was, the Jedi uh, Order. And I would love to see that kind of, like, like nuanced Dooku is, take. Dooku also was trained directly under Master Yoda. So, like, you know. Yeah. Learning that there's more shit out there other than what my master has taught me, who knows all about this shit, too. It's like, you know what? I kind of want to explore a little bit. <laughs> I want to see what I could do. Lightning hands? Hell yeah. I can choke people with my mind? I'll take that, too. My lightsaber has a curve to it. Bit weird, but okay. Yeah, it's it's uh, supposed to look like a cane, I think, because he's yeah. fancy. He's uh, he's got like this whole like elegant design thing because he's a count. Like you, and you I see really uh, that. Like a lot of his outfits, you can see him in like uh, in the Clone Wars cartoon, the uh, you know the old uh, Tarkovsky one, which introduced General Grievous. Yeah. And uh, stuff like that. You see, like, different designs the characters wear and stuff. And they're, like, elaborate outfits he always has. He's got, like, some, like, fucking Matt Gala shit he's got. And it's like, you know what? I, I respect that. Man's got style. He's got an image and he's going to keep to it. <laughs> Very like, true. And then Grievous on, like, back to the original thing I was saying. It's like, Grievous also has, like, an interesting, like, whole thing. Because his, his whole thing is, uh, he's, like, he's basically a space viking. Like, his whole race is just, like, these this warrior cast race kind of thing. And his whole thing is that he just, you know, he just fights. And, like, he joins up with the Separatists because they rebuild his entire body. He's like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to stick with these guys. Yeah, I know next to nothing about General Grievous, and I just want... I just, General I Grievous wanna, wanna is one of the more. most badass characters, and it pisses me off there's not more shit about him. Because he, like is actually terrifying when when you see him doing shit. Like, the Clone Wars dumbs him down, but, like, his original, like, debut was in the old cartoon. And, like, that's still, like, considered, like, how General Grievous is throughout the, the comics and everything, because he's this, like, terrifying force of nature. Hold on, so we can just uh, transition into your next topic that you wrote down. Um, okay, we're going to talk about how lore in uh, in series, like the background shit, is always so much better than the main shit. Exhibit yeah. A, fucking Star Wars. I don't care about the Skywalker dynasty anymore. I want a General Grievous movie, or a Dooku movie, or anyone else, please! Give me a give me the yeah. the origin story of how Count Dooku decided to become a Sith Lord. Yeah, it seems like. It, why do they leave all that cool shit for in between the movies? It it pisses me off, and like the thing is, there's so many like extra villains that they don't address in any of the canon lore anymore, and these guys yeah. are like all of these like interesting like bad guys like. 
Dirt well, there's, so much, there's so much backstory that's no longer canon. I I think the uh, the old legends lore is so much more interesting than current canon lore because they have competent villains in it. Like uh it, they had a well, thing Well, it's because stuff happens outside of just, you know, Yeah. Anakin had a kid and that kid was like you're good and Anakin was like, "Yeah." Yeah. And then <laughs> and then there was a then there was a, another person that came along 40 years later and they were like, "Luke, where you at?" And Luke was like, Ugh. and and then this new person was like, "Hey, get back out there." And it's like, "You know, you're right. You know, you'd think we would have done some stuff in the last 35 to 40 years." No, no, no. We need a time for the stormtroopers to come back. In in legends can in in the legends um in the legends like timeline, there was so much cool shit that happened between well just after like post post Return of the Jedi. Oh yeah, so much no. cool stuff that happened. The Rebel like, the Alliance Vong invading oh, yeah. the uh, the Empire, the like the remnants of the Empire being dealt with. But the entire forty years nothing, and then just some boring shit. I mean, there's an entire thing about uh, Luke basically fighting uh, a space god that was in Legends and is not canon. When are we going to make Luke canon? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) For those who don't know, Luke is Luke spelled with an extra U, and it is the clone of Luke Skywalker that's inhabited by the Emperor's uh, essence. I think that's all that we needed to present to to make our (laughs) argument. But, like... No, but, like, in Legends, though, there's so many, like, Clone Wars-era villains that you never see. Like, and it pisses me off, because they're all interesting. Like, some of them were resurrected for uh, the CGI cartoon, like Ventress and uh, uh, Death Watch and shit like that, and the Mandalorians. Like, they all came back and everything, but, like, there's some of them that didn't, like, fucking uh, uh, Dirge, the Mandalorian hunter. Like, where the fuck is he? He's this, uh... I mean, let me give you a rundown on Dirge, because he's awesome. He's an immortal shapeshifter. <laughs> uh, they kill him in the comics by uh, jettisoning him into a sun, and even that doesn't actually like do. kill him. He's just perpetually stuck on a burning sun, dying and not dying at the same time, because you can't kill him. But he, his whole thing is that he's uh, he wants to kill Mandalorians and shit, because they hunted his species to extinction almost. I don't know how. There's, like, some magic metal they used or some shit. But point is, Dirge went into hibernation and then came out, like, a millennia later and discovered that all of, like, the the Mandalorians during his time were dead. But, oh, hey, here's an entire army of cloned Mandalorians. He's gonna go join the other guys to kill them, because that's all he (laughs) wants to do. He just wants to kill Mandalorians. He's a simple man with simple goals, and I can respect that. There's those guys, fucking... Then there's, like, an entire, like, A-team in the Empire that Darth Vader assembles. This is in Legends, and it pisses me off that it's only there, because, like, there's an entire storyline about, like, Imperial conspiracies to overthrow the Emperor, in which Darth Vader and, like, this, like, group of people are, like, trapped in this fucking Imperial death trap. Because all these other, like, officers are trying to overthrow Palpatine and stuff like that. So him and his, like, A-team 
that he's like assembled together out of all these guys he's got he's been round up with have to go through and like fucking fix shit and it's awesome because like you don't ever see that you don't ever see vader like working with other imperials he's just murdering them whenever he feels like it and it pisses me off like you don't even see competent stormtroopers anymore like Bill Burr's character is the only stormtrooper that could shoot something, and he had he missed was most he of his shots. Oh yeah, he, he was, says um, he wasn't, but he was he a was sharpshooter. Like, Ex-imperial, right? He's an ex-imperial sharpshooter, implying that he's not a stormtrooper but a scout trooper. And even then, that doesn't mean shit because they're still inaccurate as fuck, as Mandalorian also proves later. Yeah, I mean, I just <laughs> the best contribution that the Mandalorian gave to Star Wars canon, though, was just the knowledge that during Return of the Jedi, during the battle on Endor... Bill Burr was there. There's a chance, there's a chance that <laughs> Bill Burr was one of those people running around with, battling the Ewoks. I imagine he escaped somehow. <laughs> Bill Burr fighting the Ewoks like, Oh, fuck! Oh, shit! There's little teddy bears everywhere! Get these fucking <laughs> things off of me! <laughs> Just screaming. <laughs> uh, just so high energy and very aggressive, too. He's, like, stabbing we, one with a knife. <laughs> we need a, 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 a... Whatever his character was, a Bill Burr Mayfield. Star Wars solo movie. His name was uh, Mayfield. Yeah. I, mean, I want Private Mayfield. Saving Private Mayfield. <laughs> Bill Burr, a, a Star, Star Wars, Wars story. story. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like, the thing is, though, it's not just a Star Wars issue. Like, I noticed it the other day when I was, like, going through... You know how uh, Halo, the game series, has a bunch of books with it? I was not aware of that, but... No one ever fucking reads the books. No one ever reads the books, and there's a problem with that. In Halo, they have a whole, like... Like, I think it's 30-plus books now? And it's all just, like, background lore and shit. And some of it is actually kind of, like a big deal for the whole universe, but they don't ever address it. Like, uh, you know how, like, the floating, like, robot guy in the first game's a bad guy? I have never actively played Halo. Okay, so, in the first trailer, you're introduced to a floating robot ball named 343 Guilty Spark, who turns out to be a bad guy. Uh, he then helps you in the second and third games, but then you kill him at the end of the third one. Well, he's not actually dead. So, apparently, when you kill him, you don't really kill him. You just, like, beat him to a pulp, and then, like, some other people find him and think no, he's no, just no, no. space what, what happened was, you, you killed his body, <laughs> but as he fell down the reactor, he transferred his Sith essence into a clone body. <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, they, uh, they find, like, broken parts to his old, like, chassis, and they take it onto this, like, UNSC ship, which are the human guys. And they, uh, they, they're trying to find, like, Forerunner data for some reason. I think it was, like, a research vessel. But when doing that, they wind up plugging his CPU into, like, the, the whole ship, so he just takes over. And, like, there's an entire story arc where this guy, who was a bad guy, uh, also apparently was once an ancient human, which is another thing that Halo has, uh... Apparently there were humans before they uh the forerunners wiped out the galaxy, which is a thing that happened that is talked about in the games. That's the the main plot of Halo is trying to not have that happen again. Yeah. But uh they introduced that there was ancient humans and that 
343 Guilty Spark apparently was at one point one of them. And then he has a whole, like, redemption arc where he slowly regains his humanity and, like, his memories of who he once was and shit like that. And it's like, you know, I kind of feel like that should be in the mainline games. Because it's the bad guy, the main antagonist of the first three games. But no, it's just a side story in a, in a fucking, like, chapter book that no yeah. one read. Like, there's, a, there's an entire story arc about, like, uh, political assassinations between, like, the, uh, the humans and the aliens that joined forces with them in the second and third games. Because, like, Oni, which is the, uh, the uh, like, really... It, it, they're basically, like, MI6 in the Halo universe, but more corrupt. And uh, Oni, like, fucking is trying to, like, make it to where the aliens won't, like, kill humans again. So what they're doing is, they're, like, sabotaging supply chains and, like, trying to assassinate political figures and stuff like that. It's like a whole bunch of shit, but like that's never brought up in the main games. It should be because it's kind of a big deal in the in the background lore that this entire faction within the good guy faction is trying to basically kill everyone. There's also like uh, the whole story about like uh, like in the new game that's coming out, the new Halo game. Uh, they, they're taking it, it's taking place on one of the Halo rings from the books. And that one's like a big deal because it adds in all of like the stuff from the Forerunner timeline. And it's like adding that into the mainline universe. But the problem is there is like no build up to it. So all of a sudden people are going to be like bombarded by all this fucking weird shit. Like uh, this uh, giant uh transdimensional entity that's imprisoned on the halo ring that's gonna be in the game probably uh no one's gonna be ready for it i could promise you that like even in the chapter books you're reading at that point it's like oh this thing what i thought this what is this this isn't halo this feels like it's a stranger things monster in fact it looks like one too i feel like a lot of the background lore and series like, especially Star Wars and Halo, needs to be more brought to the center. For Star yeah. Wars, it's more of a quality thing. For Halo, it's more of a, why the fuck aren't you addressing this before you shove it in people's faces? Well, like, in, in Star Wars, I noticed one thing that they kind of took inspiration from in from uh, Legends. Um, yeah. In The Rise of Skywalker, um, I guess, spoiler warning... If you haven't seen it at this point, um, just read a fan fiction. Yeah, you'll get the same experience. So, anyway, uh, Ray's grandfather, who was always Ray's grandfather, that was the plan from the start all along. Uh, it turns out Palpatine was alive and he was actually the one pulling the strings. And it's very oh. sloppily explained. Not in the movie though in the movie it's just like yeah. he's there yeah can you fucking believe it he's here like no, he, there's he, so he much i want to address this also i know you're talking about so i don't know if it's the same thing but there's a problem with star wars right now where all of the important like key plot points in that movie are being explained on twitter on the official account where they're like yeah Hey, you know how Finn was trying to tell Ray something? It's that he's force sensitive. It's like, fuck you! 
No! You don't just get to, like, make an entire movie and answer nothing and then just do a QA and a yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. What? The, um, Where's the build-up to that? I think it was the, the visual dictionary that actually explained why Palpatine was around. Yeah. So, it, the way it was explained in the book was, like, yeah, so Palpatine uh, used some, like, Sith alchemy cloning shit to to transfer his life essence into a new body, and I guess he just had one lying around uh, at the time of Return of the Jedi. Where? And then, and then On he a just Death Star moved that blew up? to Ex- Exegol, and he, he uses these Sith bootlickers to, to sustain himself, and, and they made Snoke and everything. And it's like, that was already done, like, way better in the expanded universe. Like, with Luke and with, the, like, the whole, there's, like, a whole, basically, like, a clone saga where the Emperor yeah. was just putting his Sith essence into a new body, but, you know, the... It's explained so much better, and it has, like, more interest to it. There's, like, a volatile nature to his spirit, like, you know, cloning any Force user. It, it, like, makes the body deteriorate at a way faster rate, so he has to, like, go from body to body. You can do yeah. an interesting story with that if you have a plan, and if that's actually your intention from the start. But if you're trying to complete a trilogy, and you just throw that in randomly, of course it's gonna, it's not, it's not gonna be received as well. And that's oh, the yeah. whole problem with the entire sequel trilogy. That I think the biggest problem though is that they just kept changing like directors and stuff and like writers constantly. Exactly. It's like uh, the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi are two completely different movies. Uh, the Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker are two completely different movies. Like there's no there's nothing besides the main characters that connect them. Everything about them from like. Their their tone, what their what their like, uh, what their stories are about, what they're showing, what they're trying to like, spread a message about, and stuff like that. All of them are so different. It's it's confusing. It's a mess. It's like with the other with the other six movies, like they had a story that they were going through. Like the prequel trilogy did it messy, but you it was still like you know comprehensive. Yeah, it was it was there was a singular vision behind it and you can fault the prequels for their writing and the directing you, you know you can and and the effects and everything you can fault it for that but you cannot fault the no, vision a, there's a vision behind it It's an all right story I I I think people go too hard on uh the cl- uh the attack of the clones I definitely I like, like the idea of the prequels Yeah I think people just don't like the CGI the most, and they're gonna complain about it. That is a it. It is pretty awful how much they over relied on CGI for everything. It's, yeah, but it's it, terrible. That's just the time though, it, it's it's just it's terrible though how the original trilogy the effects look so much better for the most part than the than the the prequel trilogy because it oh, was yeah, all practical. But- yeah, that's the thing. Practical effects will always look better than CGI, most of the time. Unless you got, like, the budget Disney has where they can create an entire human body that died. Which is insane, yeah. and, like, probably well, linked it, it to was Satan also, in some way. It was also, like, 1998 to 2005, yeah. where it was, like, 
the craze to have CGI in your movies. Like yeah. uh like Scorpion King, I think was a movie with the with the rock as that horrible's as that horrible uh No, it's not monster. Scorpion King. It's the Mummy Returns. The Mummy Returns. And Is that the one with the rock in it and he has the CGI face? Yep. Yep. It's also one of the, the greatest sequels ever made. Yeah, see the <laughs> the effects back then looked so much worse because they 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 thought that this this new technology was going to be like the future of filmmaking but i i really like the position we are in now you know special effects wise because the cgi for one has gotten a lot better but also they stopped relying on it for everything like they movies are returning to actually using practical effects for a lot of stuff Shit, I gush about these movies a lot and like their effects. But like, uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy has some pretty okay special effects. Some yeah, of it's like really good. Turned the uh, man invisible on set. Can you believe it? Fuck off. No, but like, <laughs> I'm serious. Though. Some of the CGI for a lot of the creatures and stuff is like really, really decent and like really good. There's some things that look very fake. Like, there's a scene. Uh, and I think the second movie where the uh, the three guys, Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli, they all get on horses. And there's a part where Legolas jumps on his horse. But I guess Orlando Bloom didn't want to actually get on a horse, so they had to CGI that in. And it just looks terrible. It looks like nice. a rubber band man, like, flying onto a horse. But, like, everything else in that looks great. All the monsters look awesome. Fucking Gollum is still a, a CGI masterpiece to this day. And then another movie, uh, the original Infinity War, Pirates of the Caribbean 2, Dead Man's Chest, uh, fucking Davy Jones. I will always mention oh, yeah. Davy Jones, because like, this amazing. is, what, 2007, 2008, and he looks like an actual squid person. Like, you could reach out and touch him and, like, feel the slime if you wanted to. He look, He's like the Thanos of that time, and he still is, like, amazing to this day. Like you look at that and it's you, you can't even tell it's Bill Nighy under it. You just think that's actually Davy Jones, the evil man, demon of the sea. I, I don't know what Davy Jones was in folklore. I, I assume he's like a a ghost pirate. But you know, still though, like some of the CGI isn't bad. It just depends on how much money you put into it. And also, like, what time frame you're in. Because, like, even though there's, like, a, a about a five-year difference between Attack of the Cl- Between, like, uh, not Attack of the Clones, but Revenge of the Sith and uh, uh, fucking Pirates of the Caribbean 2, you can definitely tell the dated CGI in Revenge of the Sith. And then you can tell, like, the good shit from Pirates of the Caribbean 2. Yeah. Well, you can see a difference in how CGI is treated. Uh, between you know these different creators like oh yeah in pirates with, of the caribbean uh, with like davy jones and stuff um movies like that that have I, I think they have more respect for cgi in a sense because they treat it as a supplement to any practical effects that they have on set anything you can't do practically um you do with cgi whether it's uh, just not feasible or it's impossible or there's just that's it's just less cost too. effective now the way that George Lucas did it is he just saw CGI as like 
a replacement the entire, a substitute. It's a replacement for the movie making process in his mind. Yeah. Because I, I don't know if you've seen these videos, but there's like behind the scenes videos where he is in the editing room and he will literally have his editor like tweak like when a person moves their head. Like something as yeah. minute as that, he will use CGI to fix it. Like, um, there's an example in the Phantom Menace, I believe, where they like the the fan- this this example is done pretty well, I from what I remember. But they just have like they add a little bit of delay between when Captain Panaka says something like he was gonna say like immediately after this line, but then it's like no, I want a little bit of a pause. That one was good, but I mean, still don't rely on stuff like that. Just yeah, be a director. Um, but there's a much worse example in Revenge of the Sith in the opera scene where Palpatine is explaining the legend of Darth Plagueis to Anakin. Um, when they were shooting, Anakin turned, well, um, Hayden Christensen, the actor that plays him, turned his head a little too soon for George's liking. So in post for George's liking, (laughs) Yeah, in post, they changed it, so um, I I don't remember what exactly they did to do it, but they made it so he turns his head at, like, a different time, and you can tell, just but, watching it, like, there's something off about this movement, and it, and it kind of goes into that, like, uncanny valley territory, where yeah. it's like, it, it's a human on screen, but it's not that human's actions yeah no i i get that it's like uh seeing the clone troopers and like the dated cgi yes why did all the clone troopers have to be cgi well i feel like they did that just because george lucas didn't want to you know use the money to buy more stormtrooper armor no, you I don't get, want to fill up all the I extras and stuff. Using but CGI like, for like the group shots where it's like the entire army of the Republic. There I should have been some that like some but if guys it's like Obi Wan like, talking to Commander Cody. Com- there's no reason for Commander Cody to be 100% CGI. Absolutely, like it's ridiculous. Like fucking, I don't understand why they did that because like they had people in armor too, like Jango Fett has two models, the CGI model for the jetpack and the actual actor in the in the armor costume. So like yeah. he, it's not like he didn't have a budget for it. I guess he just didn't feel like like hiring actors or whatever for those roles. I just can't imagine I, I can't imagine at that point money playing a part in the in the well, production okay. like oh now we can't I think afford about it. to fabricate a costume for this character. So just make it CGI. I don't One, think it's I don't know if that's more cost effective. But also, like, are you telling me that this Star Wars movie at the height of its popularity was limited by money, by by its budget? No, I'm not saying it's limited by the budget. I'm just saying I don't think he wanted to spend that much money. Like I don't think he was like, Oh, we have to hire all these extras and stuff. It'd be easier if we just well, CGI'd this thing because they all will have the same voice actor. Well like they're not different look, people. I, like, I don't think the George exact Lucas same. had any issue with spending money. If he's willing to to spend the money to CGI an actor's reaction to something, then 
why shouldn't he put the money into fabricating a cost uh, just just one clone trooper armor a set of armor look man i'm not george lucas i'm just i'm just shooting at the dartboard here the man is actually insane so that's true you know it it could be any reason motherfucker thought jar jar was the glue to hold the universe together jar but, you jar know, ruined everything in universe you cannot convince yes. me otherwise. He is the one There's that gave a story Palpatine arc. the emergency powers. There's a story arc in canon where Jar Jar Binks' dad tries to kill himself, but he fa- he fails. Jeez. Like, there's a that's, part where, like... That's bad. That's terrible. It gets worse. I remember this, because there's a comic panel, and I read it. It's, uh... Jar Jar's mom's comforting him. He's like, don't do it! Just think about what you're what you're gonna be leaving behind. Your son, Jar Jar, and he pulls the trigger immediately oh. after hearing that. Oh, that's <laughs> like he misses, terrible. but like he tries to kill himself because of Jar Jar. He's like, I thought about it. You're right. Ending it now. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, it's like Jesus. But yeah, no, that's how bad the character is. He's so horrible. No one wants to be around him. Fucking Gungans are horrible, I tell ya. I don't understand that. Why they needed a, a I like race the, of... Uh, I, li- I like their, their leader, Boss Nass. I... Richard Nixon? <laughs> yeah, Richard. I was gonna say, he, <laughs> he looks and sounds exactly like Richard Nixon. Down He's to the even... frog-like complexion. <laughs> even how they talk, it's like, Misa wants president! It's great. <laughs> But no, like, no, speaking about Gungans and shit, though, it's like, I don't know, but I feel like they should be offensive to someone, but I don't know who, you know? They really feel like a racial stereotype, don't they? But it feels like a racial stereotype for a race that doesn't exist, you know? Yeah. Like, it feels like someone should be offended by this, but you just, you, I just don't know who. Like, the the fucking trade federation yeah i can see who yeah, would be like, offended by those guys like uh uh viceroy gunray yeah with their their very clear like offensive chinese slash japanese accent kind of things going on yeah they might as like, well have just like every put them line on samurai might as well armor. Have just ended with my honor <laughs> basically <laughs> jesus what's like I don't know. The Gungans <laughs> are like they just have that same feeling, but there's no race to put to it. Is it yeah, white like, people? I feel like someone I feel like someone should be offended by them. Huh, are white people supposed to be offended by them? Is that is that it? Are is are they our stereotype, Alex? Is that I what we even, sound like? I don't even know what a white stereotype would be. Gungans. <laughs> It's in the name! Gun! They're American! <laughs> yeah, no, they're the fucking worst race in Star Wars. Techno Union for the win. Yeah. Now, Gungans uh, feel like the galactic version of, like, Blackface. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I feel they so feel bad like... for the actor of Jar Jar. Like, I, I, you see the outfit he had to wear all all the time on set? Yeah. Looks like a children's Halloween costume. It's so horrible. 
probably smells like like that fucking thick silicon latex smell too. Uh just slides it on, that's all he smells like uh Jar Jar skin. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> yeah, nah. Star Wars again has so much more interesting stuff in the background. I hate I that like, they never use it. I feel like we should say, um, if anyone is uh, still skipping ahead right now, um, we are no this longer we're no longer doing squadron spoilers. It's Star Wars lore now. For example, I want to talk about this because I mentioned the Techno Union. You probably didn't know about all of like the really awesome, cool shit that they have. Like their whole thing is they yeah, took. Yeah, I like, know next uh, to nothing about Techno Union, and it feels like a crime. There is very little shit in like the stories you can see with them, but from what you do see in some of the characters they add in the extended stuff, they are a very heavily like retro sci-fi, like uh cyberpunk kind of thing, and I love that. Like all of their planets are referred to as like gas worlds because they've become industrial super centers. Where they just manufacture the fuck ton out of everything. Like, they made the super battle droids and shit like that. They produce yeah. those things all the time. Like, most of the weapons and shit probably came from them. Uh, anything that the CIS has. Or, did I say C Is it CSI or CIS? It's uh, CIS, Confederacy of Independent Systems. Systems, yeah. I've been yeah, getting okay. into prequel lore lately. <laughs> Yeah, the full name for the uh the separatists is the the CIS Confederacy of Independent Systems. Yeah. No, I love I that. I feel like though, there's but... no there's no like background for their motivations though. I watched a well, uh, a, a rewrite of the some. prequels that gave some motivation to them and it felt like a, a a way better conflict. Like a lot of what it is though is it's mostly that uh it's like people don't agree with some of, like, the Republic's politics and stuff, so they join up with the Separatists. Well, it's some, like, and, vague stuff about, like, trade routes and like, taxes. Yeah, it's mostly just taxes. Like, the Separatists are like, hey, no taxes if you join us. Just ignore the war crimes. They're the libertarians. Ignore our walking war crime named <laughs> General Grievous. Walking crime against nature, more like... Yeah, I just want some motivation for the for the um separatists. I feel there's like, there's no lot... like justification given in the movies for like why they exist. Um just, you know, outside of like corporate greed, I guess. Or like the I guess what I mean is there's no reason given for any star systems to join outside of like just that planet being ruled by, like, a banking clan. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I think, I feel like a lot of it, though, is, like, these are, like, corporations and stuff like that. Like, a lot of these races rely heavily on, like, this, like, like, intense, like, industry. Like, for example, uh, the Techno Union does a lot of, uh, like, under-the-table shady shit with its with how it does shit. Like, a lot of their workers are uh, enslaved from the planets they conquer. And uh, stuff like that. Like, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but in the Clone Wars, there's a uh, story arc called uh, the Ryloth War or whatever, or some shit like that. Siege of Ryloth, I think. And it's, uh, 
Watt Tambor, who is the uh, the Techno Union guy you see in Count Dooku's little circle of friends, right. uh, has invaded and taken over the planet of Ryloth, which is where all the uh, the uh, uh, Bib Fortuna guys are from. You know, the guys with like the the girls and guys with the weird hair thing that's skin. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I think so. Like the blue chick. Yeah. That, yeah, those people. That's their planet. And uh, Tambar takes it over and is all like, Ah, this will make a fine uh, industrial workplace. Get these workers out of here. And they're like, he's making them mine precious minerals for his uh, his robots and shit. His droid factories and things like that. But, uh, yeah, no, they go into more about that stuff. But a lot of it is just, I feel like, uh, these guys join up with the Separatists because they're pretty okay with a lot of this horrible shit they do. Like behind closed doors yeah i mean i i guess i get that i just i wish that the the prequels presented like a real um not just political but like ideological conflict you know oh yeah because at this point it's just like do you support uh intense aggressive corporate takeovers or like are you a space jedi (laughs) So much of Star Wars is like, are you on team war crimes or team freedom? Yeah, basically. (laughs) The prequels had so much opportunity to be nuanced and be like, well, the Republic is in charge. They started out as, you know, with like a good idea of like, you know, uniting the galaxy, you know, making sure that there's peace and and just, you know, everyone coming together and you know forming this union and you know now it's kind of lost its way there's you know a lot of power hungry people in like the senate and stuff and mm-hmm. you know there's some systems that want to secede and start their own thing but the republic doesn't want that and you know there's some you know seedy individuals on on uh both teams but instead, it's it's literally just, are you on team war crime or team righteous saviors? I know uh, a lot. Some of the Mandalore arc, uh, the earlier ones, where it's just with with Death Watch being like, uh, not that big of a deal. Like like early seasons in Clone Wars, uh, there was a story arc where they were talking about trying to get uh, Mandalore on the Republic side. And they're talking about, like, the difference in the the politics and stuff. And I can't remember for the life of me what they said about the Separatists, but they were talking about, like, it's a good thing. And I think it was mostly about trade regulations again. Yeah, it it always comes back to trade regulations. They do a little bit better of a job in, in the Clone Wars, I will say. Like, they um, have more human characters. Like, there's uh, the episode Heroes on Both Sides where a uh, a Separatist spokeswoman... Uh, and Padme, like, get in a conversation, and they talk and stuff, and she's all about, like, wanting, uh, like, free people and shit, and doesn't agree with some of the Republic's more, like, militaristic standings. Because a lot of the Separatists, uh, besides, like, the main army, is mostly made up of, like, uh, you know, rich people. Like, they don't have their own, like, forces or anything, except for, like, a handful of them. But, like, you know... It's mostly like it's like a a business club kind of thing. I feel like it's like here's the separatist and here's all of their wealthy co-backers. 
Uh, ignore Poggle the Lesser, please. Man, I, I forget all the stuff in that one, though, but you should you should look that one up, too. It's uh, Heroes on Both Sides. You can find it on Disney+. Plus. I think it's season three. Alright, yeah, I'll pull that up. I'll watch that later. Hell yeah. If I remember correctly, though, it does end with her being executed by the Separatists, so, you know. Big yikes. Because <laughs> they're the bad guys. Woo! <laughs> Yeah, no, it's just there's a lot of things like that. It makes me makes me sad. But uh no, there's uh before I forget, there's a character I want to talk about cuz he was actually kind of a cool idea that you don't see that often. Uh he was a super soldier that was created by the uh the Techno Union. And he only showed up in a Star Wars The Clone Wars video game. His really? name is uh his name is Cole Tesca. And he is uh basically like the Star Wars version of War Machine. And I fucking loved his inclusion. He was like he was like a just a generic bad guy kind of thing, you know. He's like, ah, I'll kill you, Republic. Ah, I'm I'm evil, blah. But like they don't ever show, like, these things where it's like this guy was genetically, uh, like, manipulated and has cyborg, like, augmentations and all this other shit to make him, like, the best, most, like, indestructible killing machine. The closest you got to that is General Grievous. But, like, fucking Coltesca, like, literally survives the vacuum of space and all this other shit just because he wants to kill the Jedi so bad. He's on a mission, and he's gonna fuck people up. Yeah, let me see if I can uh, find a picture to show you. Because he's like, he's one of the Techno Union guys. There we are. Oh, that's right. They had an action figure for him, too. I had that. Fucking cool ass shit, too. Here, this is the perfect picture. It's uh, uh, from the German translation. <laughs> Here we go. This is, this is Cole Tesca. Or at least oh, the close up on his face. Yeah, no, old game. Really old game for the Wii and shit. But, uh,. No, he so was this is a... the, the Clone Wars video game? Yeah. I've, I I have that on my Steam wish list. It's still $20, and the reviews are mixed to negative. Oof. But I really no, want to was... play it just to see how bad it is. I mean, it's, it's, uh, eh. Most of it's just the normal Star Wars-y kind of thing, where it's like, oh, hey, Star Wars, welcome. Enjoy. Not really much to it. Here's a uh, a better view of like his augmentations and stuff that they've done to him. Cause it's kind of cool. Cause it's like you never see that kind of shit. It's always like, ah, oh, hey, you know, he's yeah. the bad guy. I'm gonna close out this section on Star Wars with yes, a uh, with a recommendation. Um, if you're a Star Wars fan, uh, there's one movie that I would recommend. Um, that, that really does a great job with, with character development and, and just, the, the writing is so incredible. It's called Star Wars, The Third Gathers, Backstroke of the West. It's available on YouTube. Go check it out. I'll probably have it linked in the description. God damn it, Alex. It's the best Star Wars movie ever made. I mean, you're not wrong. There we go. (laughs) 
you know, if you haven't seen Star Wars: The Third Gathers, Backstroke of the West, it's Star Wars uh, Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. But I think it's like translated to like Mandarin. Um, I think it's translated to like a few different languages through Google Translate and then back to English. So mm-hmm. all of the all of the all of the dialogue is completely fucked and there's a a lot more swearing than you would expect in a star wars movie run through google translate you underestimate my abilities uh no you have underappreciated my abilities (laughs) that's not even one of the craziest examples of the uh the translation it's it's beautiful. You got to check it out. At least check out like the highlight reel from the movie. It's incredible. I watched the full thing and it is amazing. I think at the end um when Darth Vader gets like suited up uh he when, he, when he screams no, he screams like do not want, I think. Yep. He's like do not want. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, that that movie has like full voice acting and everything. Anyway, um, moving on, I wanted to touch on this a little bit. The uh, Spider-Man PS4 remaster. I'm just oh, going to say yes. it. I don't think we need a remaster of that game at this point. Yeah, no. Like, what are they even remastering? Like, what are they trying to improve the graphics of? Like, look at I think most like, of the games are going to be out. better. There's going to be more like, I guess detail in the textures. what do you need to improve on the reflections they're pretty much you know like an actual mirror i mean the game looks incredible as it is and it's fun it's it's just an amazing game okay if you want to do stuff to make it better add more content simple as yeah. that they're adding new suits i like that they're adding the amazing spider-man suit one of my uh personal favorites underrated suit in my opinion they better add the superior Spider-Man suit. That's another good one that they should add. They're adding three new suits uh, with the remaster. I don't know if they're coming to the PS4, the, like the original version of the game, but they're putting out three new suits. One of them was confirmed. It's the Amazing Spider-Man suit. The other two are still a mystery. So maybe Superior Spider-Man is one of them. Fingers crossed. Yeah. But anyway, they recast the uh, the 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 face actor thing for um for peter parker in the game and people are saying that he looks like tom holland i see it i see the resemblance he definitely if he doesn't look like tom holland he definitely looks more like tom holland i just think he looks younger really he looks like someone on twitter said he looks like a high school sophomore and that's absolutely true i mean yeah i mean like to be fair though Spider-Man should look like a dweeb, because he is a dweeb. Well, he doesn't look like a dweeb, he just looks young. Oh yeah, there's that. But if he's like 30 and he still looks like that. And I think at this point, we've just accepted and agreed that Peter Parker is just an attractive person. I think I we want have the opposite. established I want- that through the movies and the comics. In like the past, I want the next reboot to just make Peter Parker the most disgusting-looking person, like the nerd that has all like the pimples and shit. It's like I'm Peter Parker. <laughs> How are you doing today? Yeah, he puts on originally the mask. Nah, I'm he Spider-Man. was Spider-Man. 
No, I, I want Peter Parker to like, I mean, while we're talking about him being like a, a dweeb or whatever, I want him to have the a, a, a similar personality to what he had originally, like in his first appearance. Like if we get another Spider-Man origin movie, I don't want him to just be another like nerd with a heart of gold that just doesn't get noticed. Yeah. No, I just want him to be a dick. Like in the like in the original in his original appearance, he was just a jaded asshole that you know didn't he didn't get a, a lot of attention. He wasn't popular just because he was kind of an asshole. Like yeah, yeah, he was a nerd. He was like a, a bookworm and everything, and that's initially why people aren't into him. But he's also just he he's so cynical. I and remember the uh... that ad- that adds a bit to his character though, because like. He has to actually learn how to be a decent person. And Peter mm-hmm. Parker, ever since then, he has just always been a great guy, except for like when he wears the the black suit and when he's like, not my problem. I'm just going to let this robber go away. But other than that, I'm a great guy. He puts on the black suit and he's like, does this mean I could say the N word? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Peter, stop. No. <laughs> But that's why he's anyway, not that, a great guy anymore. Um, <laughs> I digress. That aside, um, I just why do we need a Spider-Man PS4 remaster? The game well, because... looks amazing. Why do we have to remaster? Like I get, I get like remastering games for newer consoles. If you're going like when we went from like PlayStation Three to PlayStation Four, like the Arkham games. Those got a remaster, but that was years later. That was like probably like five years later at least. Shit, Alex, you heard that GTA Five is being released again on the next uh, oh, like yeah. line of consoles. That's why it's because that game was so popular. Spider Man was so popular. They want to do it again. It's going to be like Skyrim, how it's been released like a hundred times. Yeah, I just uh, going from PlayStation Three to PlayStation Four was an amazing leap going from playstation 2 to playstation 3 that was an amazing leap i get taking something from the back catalog from the older console and remaking it for the newer console years down the line but spider-man ps4 came out like what two years ago yeah and we're already doing a, a remaster of it why i mean i get porting it but why are you, why would you go through all of this trouble just to make it look a little bit better? So it can be sixty dollars. Well, it's not even sixty dollars. It's it's uh, it, it comes with Spider-Man Miles, Miles Morales. Ah, that's why. Okay, it's because there's not enough content in that. But I, they could sell it with Miles Morales as just a um, as an add-on, like it is right now, and just have it be a port. But why would you go through the trouble of remastering everything two years later? And why would you go through the trouble of recasting the face of the character, which is going to piss off so many fans? Why would you go through all that just for marginal improvements? It's just so it looks all the same and stuff. That way there's like no like weird transition between the two, even though they basically look the same anyways. It is a it is a weird transition though. I believe that the reason why they're doing that is because Miles Morales, that whole thing is gonna be like a DLC. Like it, it it's gonna be a game, but it's gonna be basically the size of a DLC. 
Oh, yeah, and for sure. people are going to notice. So that what they're doing is they're recreating the other game, too, and giving that to you guys as a little freebie so no one will complain about it. Because, oh, look, you got two whole games. Why are you mad? I don't know. I just, I wouldn't even be upset about that. I wouldn't be upset about it if it was just a, a port. Like, I, I understand wanting but to there play are Spider-Man PS4 on PS5. No, but Alex, there all that would you have be to do people... is upscale it, port it to PlayStation Five. You don't have to go. You don't have to build it from the ground up. Yeah, but Alex, there would be people that would be like very angry about. It. Look at what happened with the uh, the Mario game thing, where uh, well, Nintendo like, said that's way different. I mean, it's the same thing. They just ported the game over to that thing. They didn't say it was going to be a redo or whatever. They just said here, here's the game again. Enjoy. Well. There's a huge difference between porting a game made two years ago for PlayStation 4 over to PlayStation 5. PlayStation oh, yeah. 4 games look, you know, for consoles, amazing. Okay, yeah. you don't really need to do a whole lot to update them. Yeah, but I'm not it, saying it, it that. It seems like they're going through unnecessary amounts of trouble for this. But if you're taking if you're taking an N64 game and putting it on the newest console... You gotta do something to update it. I know, I'm just saying that look at the backlash that that happened with it, though. Like, that's probably why they're recreating it. They don't want to, like, you know, just re-release the whole thing and then be like, Oh, you know, sorry, guys. Because there's going to be a group of people are going to complain about the graphical differences. There always are. And since, well, yeah, like, there's all Puddle this Gate. backlash. Puddlegate? Yeah. I'm uh, not familiar with that. So when they were, um, when they released the like promotional material, like trailers and stuff, like screenshots for Spider-Man PS4 before it came out, there mm-hmm. were some screen. There was like, um, I think there was like a a demo video that they did at like E3 or something, and there were puddles in this level, and they had like really good looking reflections and stuff, and just. You know, in general, it, it looked incredible. You know, they always yeah. they always uh, spruce up the uh, the promotional stuff so it looks better than what the game ends up looking like. But anyway, when the game came out, people realized like, hey, these puddles don't look nearly as good as they did in in this in this demo video that you put out. Um, and and people felt, you know, they felt like they were kind of getting ripped off in a way because. They felt lied to by this game. These motherfuckers feel lied to when they buy a $60 game and it doesn't have good enough graphics. I paid $100 on a video game, and that video game since for the past, like, three years since I bought it has become a free-to-play game, and they're now removing all the content I paid for. Are you talking about... Uh, Destiny 2. Destiny 2? That's that's my guess. But, like... These fuckers are making more of a hissy fit than I did over that. I'm pissed. I'm not playing another Destiny game. I, I definitely yeah. am not going to play that one again. Well, I, I got the old CSGO one. and I bought Rocket League. No, those, those are, are both, both free. free to play now. Yeah, and I bought GTA Five, which is now free. I I bought GTA Five like three months before it went free. Yeah, no, it's just garbage. No, but I bought Destiny Two though. Pre-ordered it. Got all the fucking DLC and all the stuff, and they're getting rid of all of that now. So now all I have for it is a $100 statue of a character they killed off. That's rough, buddy. 
I hate this. <laughs> I hate everything about modern day Bungie because it's such a toxic thing and no one's calling them out because they made the game free. It's like, you idiots. Just because it's free doesn't mean this is not a very toxic thing that's now t becoming a trend where a game company didn't do good with their game sales so they're making it free to play. That's, you know, it should be a legal problem. It technically is not somehow. I don't know why. I looked it up and I was like, can I can I take the legal action for this? And it's like, no, no, no. Certain things are protected with the uh, the terms of service they have on MMOs. So it's like, you know, they can do whatever they want. They can change it. So it's not, it's, you know, it's like whether or not they want to uh, compensate the players is up to them or not. Because, like, you still paid for the game and you still have the game you paid for. But it's like, technically I don't, but, you know... It's like, uh, an example is with World of Warcraft, they had a, a, a DLC that completely changed the overworld of the game and removed entire locations and stories and stuff like that. People got mad, and because of that, there's been, uh, there was, like, legal issues and stuff, so now there's this ruling where it's like, an MMO can change their shit and stuff like that as long as, like, you know, it's in their terms of service, which Destiny has. So it's like, legally, they're in their right and everything, but it's still fucking bullshit that they're doing this. Because, like, I paid $100 for a game I can't even play anymore. Yeah. And, like, with Rocket League, that just went free to play, by the way. Totally recommend downloading it. Yeah, but, but at least with Rocket anyway, League, it's still the same game. You still have all the stuff you had paid well, for it originally. The thing it's is, just now free. But with Destiny is, 2, I, it's, that's all gone. I literally do not have anything I paid for anymore. The way that Rocket League used to work was that you could buy DLC packs with like different cars and stuff. Like I bought the uh, the DC superhero car pack and yeah. on my Switch I bought the uh, the DeLorean DLC. Fuck can't yeah. find can't find it anymore. I want to buy the DeLorean DLC on PC. But like I don't I don't think you can I mean I I looked and I couldn't find like where to any like easily accessible place to buy it. Now the way that it works is you can like unlock parts but you don't unlock stuff you unlock the privilege to spend real money on it oh and it's way more expensive like it relying on that system like if you do want to upgrade your car like ch customize the cosmetics um the game is now more expensive in the long run if that's what you want to do than before when you just bought the game and you could you know, buy DLC, but also, like, unlock stuff in-game. I mean, I got the Halo thing for free, so I'm good. <laughs> like, all I need is my Warthog. But, yeah, no, it's... I, I hate games doing that, where it's like, oh, it's free to play, this is okay. Like, Fortnite, like, I we play it a lot, we like yeah. it. Yeah. I'm well, like, not I get afraid a to game, admit it. I don't have problems with games that are, that started out as free to play, they they stay free to play, they make their money off of, like, you know, cosmetics, uh, cosmetic stuff. I understand yeah, but that, but I don't like when a, a game that you paid for goes free to play. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, that's always like really upsetting. Like when you Destiny at least 2 get some kind of like reward. Mad. You should get like, like special rewards or like a bunch of in-game currency if you bought the game. Like if you bought a game for sixty dollars and it goes free to play, you should get sixty dollars worth of in-game currency. Yeah. I'm trying to think of an example. I was reimbursed V-Bucks from Fortnite a little bit ago for some reason. I don't remember what that was for. 
Hmm. I think they, they, uh, I don't know. Maybe they got rid of a skin and I didn't realize it, but, uh, yeah, no, I, some of them, some companies actually do, like, give players, you know, a little something-something. Bungie doesn't, though, you know. And, like, I don't know, this whole Destiny 2 thing made me realize, like, maybe, uh, I, me fanboying over the Bungie era shit. Maybe I was looking at the wrong company this whole time. Maybe 343 was the, the real soul behind Halo. Because, like, I always thought Bungie was, like... You know, I was thought because they sold to 343, like, Halo's gone downhill now. But now looking at it, I'm starting to feel... Maybe maybe it was Bungie. Maybe Bungie was what the problem was. Because <laughs> I haven't... I, I own all the Halo games that have come out now. Uh, except for Halo Infinite, because that's still coming out. And I have not had any of them go free to play and lose money on it. I've not had them remove stuff I've bought in them. I've had uh, Destiny do that, though. I've had an uh, I've been dicked over by an entire company I used to have respect in, and I hate it. I can't really formulate a good argument because I'm still I'm getting like really pissed off just thinking about it still. Because like I don't know. At least when you pay for a game and it goes free to play, you still have like most of what you paid for. Like in your case, it's a bit different because of the 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 vehicles and all that stuff being like not there anymore and shit. But like. I paid for uh, a pre-order of the game, which came with two DLCs and the base game. The game went free to play, and I still had those. But now they're removing the base game and the two DLC areas. Like, the stories, everything about them, just entirely. And some of the loot is also going to be removed. And it's like, I paid $100 for this company because I had good faith in them. I wanted to see their game succeed, and now they're just basically taking my money and running. Because what's left is all just the free-to-play model stuff, besides the other DLCs you can buy, for $60, by the way. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, maybe give me one of those for free? Yeah, I'm looking on the Rocket League store page on Steam right now, because that's, um, that's what I play on. And... Yeah, I cannot find the DeLorean any, thing. Any any DLC. Hmm. It probably was all just added into it then. Well, I still I, I couldn't find that stuff like in the in-game shop either when I looked a while ago. Does it uh cycle things out? Cuz I know Gears of War and Fortnite sure. do that. God, I hate it when they cycle stuff out. I'm okay with it. It just depends on like what the game is. Like if it's like Warface where a lot of the gu- where a lot of it is like you buy the guns and shit and these are weapons that you're going to need to upgrade and like do stuff with. Like that's okay. If it's just the cosmetics items, it's like yeah, I I, I get cycling it out. But like when it's actual like in-game things that you use and it actually has an effect on the game, I don't like it when they do that cycle shit. Yeah, I just get annoyed like in Fortnite when like you oh, there's miss, a skin you, you, you miss want. the win yeah you miss the window to buy something, then you have to wait until they just decide to start selling it again. Yeah, and it's like I would have been I I would have spent money on this, but you decided to cycle it out, so now I am not going to spend money on your platform. Yeah, 
No, I, I agree. But the problem is with Fortnite and those other games, though, it's like, how are they going to implement it in a way that's not, like, uh, annoyingly hard to navigate through? Through. Just have a a store page. You can still, like, feature stuff. I get, you know, cycling stuff out on, like, a featured page, but still just have it so you can just go through a list of different things that you can buy on the I know, on but the, there's, the there's so many skins, though. Like, there's so many, like, skins. There's, like, different colors of the original uh, default skins, and there's, like, all these other things. And, like, every season they add, like, I think a hundred skins. And we're in, like, season, I think, if you count it up from season one to now, it's been, like, 14 or 15 seasons. So you're talking about 1,400 to 1,500 skins that you have to go through. And that's not in counting pickaxes, back bling, uh, weapon skins. Well, I mean, it's not too hard to just have that stuff on a storefront and just make it so you can sort by category or yeah, sort by that, season. I'm not saying it'd be hard for the play. I'm saying for, like, the actual coders to get all that stuff set up in a way that, like, you know, works for this, how they have their UI set up and everything. See, I don't, I don't know if it would be that hard. When it, when it comes to like speaking changing as, UIs, speaking as shit. someone who has never coded once in their life, <laughs> I think it wouldn't be that hard. Yeah, but uh, no, I've I've read developer diaries on like uh, mods and stuff where they're talking about how difficult it is to change UIs and things like that, and why a lot of game developers don't do it. it's because like some of the code, like you can change one thing in it and it will just fuck up everything entirely. Because like game code is like the most unstable shit. Apparently, it's like. It's like raw plutonium. You drop that it's shit, delicious. you're gonna blow up. <laughs> and nutritious. <laughs> yeah, nah. Don't forget to take your plutonium gummies. <laughs> Before we close out, though, because we were talking about getting it ripped off, I, my heart goes out to all of you that bought Rogue Company. Uh, that is a, I think it's a Battle Royale team shooter game thing that just went free to play. Oh, I People think I saw paid... that on Epic. They have paid $40 for it and shit like that, and, like, it's been out for a month. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, it is very rough. At least with Destiny, before they fucked me over, it was about two or three years. These guys, not even a year. I feel so fucking bad for them. But, yeah. Just doing some stretching. We can uh, close out, though, if you want. Maybe do some Fortnite or something. Alright, cool, yeah. (laughs) keep that in thank you everyone for, <laughs> thank you everyone for <laughs> listening to bold of you to say uh i have been your host alex and that over I there am. has been your other host jared yes and uh Indeed. if you if you like today's show uh be sure to like and subscribe and share with people that like that would like it even if you didn't if if you didn't like today's episode share it with all of your friends chances are one of them will like it um subscribe so you don't miss the next episode our social media will be linked in the description once again uh i do not draw art on my account jerry's twitter handle is a lie just so you know I but, still yeah. haven't changed it yet. I've been on Twitter <laughs> a total of 20 times since the last episode. Yeah, and our I social still media, have yet to change it. Our social media will be in the description so you can yell at us there if you disagree with anything that we have said in the show. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or I think Overcast, 
one of those obscure ones. You can r review in-app. Uh, leaving, leaving a review is a great way to help us out. Um, it'll get us... It, it's good for analytics, I guess. It'll make us more out there. Uh, I don't quite know exactly how it works, but I know it's good if you leave a review. So do that if you, uh, if you feel like it. If you're listening on YouTube, you can leave a comment with what it, what you'd like us to talk about next. Or if you uh, if you disagree with anything that we said, again, you can yell at us there. Uh, I think that's everything. Thank you and goodbye. Good night. <laughs>